Hello, tentative listener. We're looking for well-rounded designers to join our teams in Austin, Boston, London, Raleigh-Durham, New York, and San Francisco, who are interested in growing their design and consulting skill set over time. As a designer at ThoughtBot, you collaborate with developers and clients to turn ideas into great products that people love to use and help grow successful businesses. ThoughtBot works with companies in every step of the process to help identify and solve problems. We lead and participate in product design sprints, build high-quality apps, and then deploy them. We use emerging and effective technologies and methods on both internal and client projects. We believe there is a better way to work, and we want to find it and share it with as many people as possible. Visit thoughtbot.com jobs to learn more about working at ThoughtBot and to apply. Should I start recording? You don't want to miss these gems. <laughs> these, these gems. <laughs> it's wonderful complaining about Skype. Yeah. It's like we never left. It's like we never left. <laughs> Hi, Kyle. Hi. It's been four months, I think, since the last we've sat and talk together yeah looking for the at listeners each other it's gonna screen. be even longer oh my god it's gonna be like a year mm-hmm. <laughs> no like half a year way. yeah that's true so like a year in that that's part of the time measurement i saw in a store the other day that there was like a yard of twix it was like a box that was the <laughs> si- it was like a yard length a yard length and i just had never thought of measuring food by the yard I mean, by the foot, but I was very impressed. <laughs> and I realized what, what was missing. What food do you want to measure by the foot? Fruit by the foot. You know those like fruit roll-up things? Yeah. But that's the name of them. You don't actually measure them. But why would they say it's by the foot if it's not by the foot? I don't know. I wonder how long they actually are. I mean, I think it's a foot. (laughs) (laughs) It's got to be longer than a foot. You think? Yeah. Well, if you get two of them, it's definitely longer than a foot. It's two feet. (laughs) (laughs) This is like, uh, how many licks does it take to get at the center of a Tootsie Roll Pop? How long is it? Yeah. How many feet does one need for a foot of fruit? I don't know. Yeah. It's a good question. There's a... uh, convenience store that's super popular in texas called bucky's Mm -hmm. it's like gas station plus food plus everything and one of the things that they do to advertise for their locations is talk about how many i think it's it's either yards or feet of jerky they have in the store wow yeah (laughs) have you had the jerky no not by the yard (laughs) no or Would foot. you go by the yard or foot? Like, which one do you prefer? I wouldn't want either. <laughs> so by the inch. <laughs> Maybe the centimeter. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to stay away from all of it. Yeah, I think that's that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so how was your break? Wow, it was great. It felt really good to have a period of time. So it was about three months where, honestly, I just... Didn't really have any responsibility, (laughs) which is, I haven't had that, I think, since, I mean, freshman year of college, (laughs) like that much time to just kind of be. Mm -hmm. And it was really um, cathartic and 
it helped me when I came back here. I just felt way more prepared to do things, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like before I left, and you know, because we have our one-on-ones together. <laughs> I think every six weeks we had one of those one-on-ones where I had to just do a brain dump of like just everything that <laughs> I have to do <laughs> from responding to an email to, you know, giving a talk somewhere and you helped me a lot with prioritizing that stuff. And so it was interesting not having anything on my plate for three months. And then now that I'm back, I'm being more diligent about what I'm putting on my plate. And it's funny because I know in our conversations already, something kind of pops in and you're like, um, <laughs> are you sure you want to do that right now? <laughs> uh, so it's, it's just funny. It was really helpful to kind of to have that restart. If people have that opportunity to do that, I mean, finding a time when it when it works and mm-hmm. would, that's just great. I highly recommend it. Cool. I'm going to do a mini version of what you did. Instead that's of three awesome. months, it's going to be three weeks. Mm-hmm. And so when people hear this, I'll be coming back from that, I guess. That's great. Yeah. And that's soon for mm-hmm. the holidays, right? Yeah. It's a combo of Christmas, New Year's, and a vacation right after. So. Awesome. That's exciting. Yeah, it'll be nice to get away for a little longer than I think I've had since I've started working. Wow, I didn't realize you hadn't taken three weeks before. No, it's usually spread out across the whole year. Well, that's, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited oh, I guess you. I guess that's a lie because I took time off when my kids were born. But that does not feel like time off. <laughs> In the fact that, like, one of the things that you just said was you didn't have very much responsibility. Mm-hmm. And when you have a newborn child, you have yes. all of the responsibility. <laughs> yep. <laughs> exactly. That's why it's it's kind of rare to be able to be in that position, I guess. And, you know, I, I did a mixture of some things, like, either around the, the apartment or I went on a lot of bike rides just kind of, I tried to explore my, my neighborhood more because there's a lot of green space and lakes and parks and stuff that I haven't really checked out, honestly. So that was cool. And the fall is a great time to do that stuff because of the leaves. And I, I was drawing a lot. And so it was just, it was just nice, just again, just to kind of relax in that way and, and not necessarily have to set an alarm yeah. I mean, again, it's been so many, it's been so many years. <laughs> so that was awesome. That was really great. I'm very grateful for that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Fall in Boston is really magical. It it's is. It's one of the things that we, we miss every fall here because it is not nearly the same. Yeah, it is really beautiful. One of the things that you brought up was the exercise that we were doing on a much more frequent basis of the mm-hmm. impact effort exercise the like mm-hmm. two by two wonder yep. if like it would be interesting to sort of like walk through how we do that yeah. and how it helps that'd be great so yeah the idea the philosophy i guess behind that is to to prioritize the things that you're doing and so one of the things that we'll first do is, is go through all of the tasks that are in your brain the things that you're doing and that in itself is something that's sort of cathartic. I don't know like if you've ever read Getting Things Done, but that's one of the first things that that book advises. But essentially just writing down 
all of the things that you have in your brain that are floating around sort of relieves some of the pressure of your brain of thinking of like Mm -hmm. holding on to the things that you need to do. And then once we've done that, we chart it on how important it is and and the effort that it takes to do them. And so the things that we want to have your time focused in on is the things that are less effort and high in importance and sort of like either delegate or essentially drop all of the other tasks because they're either not important or Mm -hmm. they take too much effort in terms of the output that you'd get. So that's the yes. thinking behind all of that. And it's I've done it on my own by myself and it is sort of helps me. And I notice that whenever someone is a little overwhelmed, even just writing down the tasks that you have floating in your head is sometimes like, oh, I was overwhelmed. But now that I see all of the things, is this actually not as bad as I thought? And, you know, I, I personally too underestimate how much time something can take. <laughs> so simply by saying, just saying, oh, but this won't take that much time. It, that's not, it's not going to magically <laughs> erase how much time it takes. But, you know, when we would do that, that that was always really helpful for me. I mean, and again, like examples of this are just literally everything you have in your mind from, again, like replying to an email to creating a calendar invite for a meeting to ordering food for a thing. <laughs> and it's always helpful to also have the option to delegate, you know, is there someone else who can do this? Because it's just at some point, everything takes up equal mental load. Yeah. From a one sentence email to ordering food for a meetup. <laughs> and they're not the same things. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. To like w- one of the most important things as as a design director is, is doing one on ones and like. Yeah. I want that to be on the forefront of your your mind as opposed to like sending an email or ordering food. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and it's really the headspace that I think is probably the most important piece of that. Like the, you mentioned time. The amount of time that it probably takes you to send that email is less than an hour, I would hope. But the headspace that it's taking up is, is as you said, it's it's sharing the same sort of headspace that a lot more important things are. So it's taking yeah. a disproportionate amount of, of your brain power. I mean, for me, too, it helps to have someone tell me to just drop something. <laughs> <laughs> because in my mind, I, I can, I mean, I can, I can do all of these things, but it's just my, my head and my body, I guess, are just yeah. not aligned sometimes. <laughs> so it's very freeing to be able to say all these things and then have someone like you, Kyle, be like, that's not important. Just don't do it <laughs> or do it next quarter. Yeah. That's a skill that I've honed as telling clients not to worry about certain features. <laughs> Just remove this feature. Yeah. Just that's don't really, do this like, thing. That's so helpful. Like MVP, my brain load. Yeah. The thing that we talked about during your last one-on-one was sort of almost the same thing that I tell clients when they come in and they are trying to build their first MVPs, like have one core focus, one core feature, and then pick three others that that are small things that you can put in. Mm -hmm. And there you go. There's your MVP. And everything else you have to say no to. Which, yes. I mean, it gets really hard because you have these these other things that, like you said, you could do. Yeah. Uh, and given unlimited resources and in, in terms of time and money that would be easy for you to do. 
mm -hmm. you would enjoy doing them. But we unfortunately don't have those unlimited time. Yeah. I mean, you said a really great thing too during our last one-on-one -on -one of just really set your intention for like the quarter. Mm -hmm. And if this thing that you want to do, if it does not fit that intention, then just don't do it for, for now. And instead, maybe set the intention for next quarter to be that. Yeah. But that's, that's helpful, especially now, because again, I'm being diligent about what I'm putting on my plate. One thing I told myself was don't create any new work unless you have to. Like there's, st there's so much already in flight here that I could yeah. I could help reach to completion rather than just creating brand new things for me to do. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm only allowing myself, which I've already failed at this, <laughs> um, one new thing, one new thing a quarter, mm -hmm. and then taking care of supporting stuff if I need to. That again supports that theme of the quarter, which next quarter my theme is helping ramp up developers in the product design sprints and user research processes that we do here. I feel like all of this is like, it's, there's never a time where you get really good at it. Yeah. Like managing time <laughs> and like your own expectations is something that like for me has always been a constant struggle, I guess, or battle or whatever the word is. It's, it's mm -hmm. something that I'm constantly trying to get to a place where I feel good. And it's like, yeah. as soon as I feel good, something else comes along and it's just like, oh, nope. <laughs> I know. That's so true. It's just, it's a constant, it's a constant work. It's just yeah. constantly assessing something, looking at it from all angles. Like there's just every now and then, you know, sometimes you get into a really good groove and I think I'm going to get there. I think, <laughs> I think I'll get there where I'm, I'm able to just kind of know when to say no, <laughs> but I can talk myself into anything really. So I think we all can. I mean, hopefully most people like that, that, that to me is a good sign. It's like you're, you're yeah. excited about all of the things going on yeah. around you and you want to help. Yeah. I like, I like pushing myself, you know, mm -hmm. and being challenged. Sometimes it gets out of control um, because now I'm being, I'm, <laughs> I'm being challenged in ways that is now just causing me to pause and I'm stuck now because of the mental like overload, which is that activity that we've done that we just talked about with the effort and value, right? Effort impact. Value. Impact effort. and effort. That's really helpful to kind of get unstuck. Mm -hmm. A lot of this is interesting given the, the time of year. Mm -hmm. This will be at the beginning of the year when people hear it. We're, we're at the end of the year right now. And it's typically when people are starting to think about, at least businesses, think about yearly goals as opposed to the quarterly ones that we do here. In an even wider scope, sometimes we've looked at three, five, ten-year goals for our team at ThoughtBot. Do or have you done anything different this year? Or like, do you sort of do that retrospective and uh, looking forward at the end of the year? Or For me personally? Yeah. Yes, but it's very easy for me to lose that discipline without being like poked about it. So last year, I, I feel like for me personally, my own personal growth, I wasn't thinking about the overarching themes and segmenting quarters into goals. And that's something that I, I need guidance on because I already have so many things I'm kind of, I'm taking care of that it's very easy for me to just take care of myself last. 
it's also kind of part of my personality a little bit. So that's the kind of thing that I, I need help with. I need help having that guidance to kind of yeah. remind me. Because that that's where, <laughs> again, that's how I end up in those situations where we're having our <laughs> one-on-one. And I'm like, ah, I've said yes to too many things. <laughs> So I think that's, as we were saying before, that is a skill to to be able to be diligent about that and be kind of choosy mm-hmm. with what you take on. I think for 2020, I would I would love to do that. That's kind of, that's another a goal of, of mine is to set goals. <laughs> so that's meta. <laughs> have you, have you done something like that for your own personal growth? I think I align much more with what you said, which is like, I take care of myself last Uh, Mm -hmm. So the goals that I had around my time this past year were focused around ThoughtBot team, design team things. Mm -hmm. And so I split the year. The first half was hiring and focusing on a lot of the hiring stuff that we had started at the end of the year and sort of like carrying that through and also hiring a lot of designers. And then halfway through the year, I switched gears and focused in on how we were marketing our design team and selling our design team. And I think that work is going to carry into next year. I actually really liked having that focus and I don't have that planned for next year yet. So yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I still need to kind of like, I guess, strategize how I, I want to spend my time and what that focus is. And that's sort of what I've encouraged you, at least for the next quarter, is just to like have that singular focus, which you mm-hmm. just talked about leveling non-designers up on mm-hmm. facilitating design sprints. Having that singular focus seems like, at least for me, it works out really well. And I was more able to like do that impact effort exercise of like, does this also align with my focus for this half year? And if it doesn't, can it be like moved to next quarter or wherever? Yeah, I I think it's it's hard for me to just say that I'm doing one thing (laughs) (laughs) because I think just the nature of my career has always been kind of juggling a lot of things at once. And especially starting out in this industry, I just learned it. I had learned everything I could. I mean, I was doing friend development and then UX design, product design, like by nature, I'm juggling a lot of different roles. So it's always just been a lot of things going on at once in my head. So there's like some weird feeling I have of being like, I'm just doing, focusing on one thing this quarter. And the thing is, is that I will likely just get that done rather than saying I'm doing four things and I don't get any of them done. So it is just a matter of of learning how you work and just accepting it and being honest with yourself and just really focusing on that instead of what people expect you to do or, you know, just kind of leaving the other out of it for just a little bit Mm -hmm. while you're trying to focus on what you want to achieve because you're the one doing the work ultimately. (laughs) I've had the same thought of like, oh, I've been sort of leveling up all these skills as a designer, these like craft skills while Mm -hmm. I really though, like I I feel like while I was leveling up as a designer in those different craft fields, I was still Mm -hmm. focused in on one. So like out of college, I was really like focused in on figuring out how to write HTML and CSS because of frustrations within my like current role. 
And after that, like coming to ThoughtBot, I was really struggling and, and trying to figure out like process and processes. And I could see these like themes building, whether they were intentful or not is probably like they were intentful, but I wasn't like setting out goals at the beginning of the year or beginning of anything mm-hmm. and, and saying like, this is when I know I'm going to be done with this or, or like, this is the time period I have. I think that's sort of come out of like, now my time feels a lot more constricted than it did then. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think I need to be a lot more focused. Yeah. But definitely when I took the time to like be retrospective, there was always sort of a theme of like, yes, I did a whole slew of things, but I was really focused on improving this one skill set and not all of them at once. And now that I think about it too, I mean, I was with you on that with process last year and I'm still like very much, that's where my head has been, honestly, the past couple of years mm-hmm. here working on ThoughtBot as a product, so to speak. And I know for this year, my, my goal is to really ramp up in the sales process and being able to now even more so empathize with clients And I think that will help with consulting in general and being able to talk about design and development to folks who aren't from this world, (laughs) which again, is these are all skills in and of themselves. It's hard to talk about something that doesn't exist physically. It's just all mental. So you really have to speak in in a way that you can kind of get someone's imagination going and like they can then run with this idea that you've started it's even harder that you're not selling an end thing no matter what too. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) God, it's like always going to be improved. (laughs) Right. So I've always found that to be the hardest thing. Like even if it was a website at the end and we already knew all of the things that were going to go into that website, it would be, I think a lot easier because you could just say, this is the thing that you're going to get. And also we know how much it costs. Whereas Mm -hmm. a lot of the conversations we're having is like, we don't really know how much this is going to cost and we don't really know when this is going to end and we don't really know what you're going to get out of this. (laughs) (laughs) It might fail. (laughs) (laughs) This might blow up in all of our faces. Yeah. But you have to say, you can't say, (laughs) obviously you can't say that. Right. Right. But we we also can't lie to them and say, oh yes, we're going to get you a million dollar app, uh, you know, have monthly recurring revenue, a million dollars. Out of the gate, like that's not going to happen either. So it's it's sort of like working with them to understand their goals and explain to them how we might help them get there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and helping remove that thought that well, once I build, like if you build it, they will come. Like that's that's not the end goal. That is an end goal to like have something, but you have to keep getting feedback and iterating on this product so you and, and honing in more, even more on your on your audience like it's not just mm-hmm. it's not over when you hit the release button no you know that's when it begins yes that's so true it's exciting they're very big problems to solve and it's really fun when you have a team of people to work with and collaborate with and they're all kind of on the same page and it's known that everyone wants this to be successful yeah and having that trust is probably the most important thing in this whole process because we're not talking about physical things 
things that you can touch or see. We're talking about just these these idea and like just helping people who use your product to achieve something, <laughs> you know. And everyone has different motivations, and it's a lot of work to figure out exactly which of those motivations you want to kind of hone in on and tackle. And you can rarely do it by yourself. That's the other interesting thing. It was one of the things that on a recent interview that I was having with a designer, like I realized all of my projects in college mm. were solo. It's like this prepared mm. me not at all for the real <laughs> yeah. world. <laughs> that's so true. Like that's so true. Like if anything that prepared you for your own work ethic and like you learn like kind of how you either work under pressure or I mean it's like a very solo yeah. thing. But again, like you need to be able to work with other people in order to achieve something <laughs> right. that's bigger than you. And that in of itself is a whole other skill, which is why the consulting part of our job is also like the most important thing. They're all, everything's important. It's, <laughs> uh, honestly, should, though, the, the yeah. consulting part is probably the most important. Yeah. I've seen you could design and craft this amazing thing and to not be able to sell it to have a stakeholder not clearly understand the decisions that you've made and why mm -hmm. you've made it and, and show them proof that you've validated these things, hopefully. Yeah. Now, if they don't understand those things, they're, they're just going to shut it down, mm -hmm. kill it. Yeah. I've also seen other solutions that I'm like, well, that doesn't look as great, but it, it's working and it's solving for the outcomes that the users are looking for. Mm -hmm. It's always interesting to see sort of that balance between like what is successful and what isn't. Yeah, for sure. I think we're about time. Yeah, that was great. I missed recording this with you and I can't believe it's been four months since the last time we've talked like this. That is crazy, yeah. but it feels like I never left. <laughs> it does, it really does. <laughs> Well, I don't remember the outro. Oh, yeah. We're, we're supposed to do that stuff. I'm terrible podcast host. <laughs> you know what I was doing? Um, so I'm, we're redesigning the, the site, and I was redesigning a resources page that's going to have, like, podcasts and everything that we produce. And all of the other podcasts have these, like, yeah. nice photos of the co-hosts. Oh, boy. I'm like, oh, I'm using this photo of them and this photo of them. And I come to us, and, like... The only photo that me and you have together is a selfie in front of a Segway store. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that, That's a that good fits. Selfie. That fits. We're using it. <laughs> that's so Ship it. <laughs> Dude, that's perfect. I love it. I can't think of anything better, honestly. No. I mean, I sent you that video of the Segway tour when I was in Rome. <laughs> Did you hear what I said? I was like, this is for you, Kyle. <laughs> for, yes. I enjoy that. The, in your brain now, I'm I'm synonymous with segways. It's oh, it was so easy. It was, such <laughs> e <laughs> it was such an easy connection. Oh, my God. You can find our show notes at tentative.fm slash 82. You can tweet at us at tentative.fm. You can email us at hosts at tentative.fm, not .com, .fm. Right. And rate us on iTunes, all of the stars. Mm hmm Well, thanks, Kyle. <laughs> Thank you. Welcome back. Thanks. Feels good to be back. This podcast was brought to you by ThoughtBot. 
Join our team dedicated to creating products people love to use. With open positions at our studios in Boston, New York, San Francisco, Austin, London, and Raleigh-Durham, come discover a better way to work.